September 13th, 2022. Whew. After two days not in the woods, I am in the woods in the morning. The medication last night did help me sleep. Even though I woke up in the middle of the night, I was able to fall back asleep again. And even though I still feel sick, <clears throat> I don't, uh, you know, I'm not nauseous right now. And obviously I'm up. I've been up for a couple hours, so doing good. I feel like a blur of things happened in the last couple days. Um, and maybe I'll fill you in, maybe I won't one day. But one of the things that's really on my mind, top of mind right now, is what I'm going to talk about. Because <laughs> that's what I'm thinking about. Um, so I've talked about how like different um, software and media platforms, or not even just media, but different mediums, platforms, learning about one thing helps the other. And I will say, in the role that I am, and just as the human I am, I have to be really careful about not stretching myself too thin, not taking on too many things. I have a lot of interests and um, goals and everything, which is why I've been like, okay, got the Real With Alex channel, got Unhooked in the Nook, I've got this music collaboration, whether we, you know, keep collaborating or they disappear, I'm still going to do the music part of it, and, you know, blah, blah, blah. And then, potentially, one other podcast, if they ever come around. And that's it. I have a lot of ideas, but I'm like, nope, nope, stop there. That's more than more than I can handle, really. Not even more than enough. Um, so the things I just listed are YouTube. So that's audio and video production. Podcasting, which how I do it. Um, I do it on YouTube as well, but there's a lot of audio engineering that goes in, into it, as well as video, because I want to do it right. And then music, obviously, is audio production. And then all of those, because, you know, creating thumbnails, for example, like for this channel, um, is digital art. So those are all happening to various degrees in all of those projects, some more heavily than others. This video is easy because I'm not trying to make it look professional. I'm just being real. I'm out in the woods. I got a decent camera on my phone. Uh, that's that, you know. But with YouTube production, I use... Uh, otherwise, I use my really good camera, and that's a whole set of things to learn. So, that can be dangerous in that you can end up inundated with too much to do, um, too much to learn, and I have certainly felt that at times. However, there is an advantage, and here's the advantage. I've talked about it before, but I think I have a really good example that happened this morning that will uh, give it explain what I've, I've been referring to. The advantage being that when you learn about certain software or how certain concepts work, you know, like actual principles of how things work, and there's so much overlap, then there's so much overlap. And so then you're able to apply those concepts um, to the other projects. So in this case, I'm about to get pretty techy, but even if you're not in audio production, um, I find at least that learning more broadly about things acts as visual metaphors or you can understand a different principle based on a principle in a different field i have found that to be true over and over and over so stick around if you're interested but in music production one of the things that is used when you're creating a song is or finish you know mixing up a song is called compression and basically stepping back you have to understand that 
Um, and this is all new for me learning, so I'm not sure that I'm, doing a, I'm gonna do a great job on this or it's gonna be completely accurate, but I'll get the basics. So you have the dynamic range. The dy dynamic range of audio is what's the range between the highest um, decibel and lowest decibel. And this might be reversed, but either way, the loudest and the quietest part. So right now, while I'm talking into this video, I'm um, pretty consistently talking. But if I were to suddenly shout, and then I would start to suddenly whisper, that dynamic range would get a lot wider, right? So pretty consistently right now, while I'm talking, I got a low dynamic range. It's pretty, you know, right here. Boom, 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 boom. Now what happens in a music is when you create a song, um, of course you got louder parts and you got quieter parts and you want that, you know, it, it helps emphasize, you know, that's when you hear a drop happen, it goes, you know, and it's part of that anticipation, but you don't want it so much that it's almost spiky. You want a general, uh, you want a lower dynamic range. Um, and so what compression does is it, when those, when it gets really loud, it cuts that down and it increases the quieter parts. And so that in an overall sense, it's do, 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 right? Nice and steady. Um, and with my production, my music production studio, and, and this is true really for any digital audio workstation, uh, with mine, I use a compressor, and it, so I tell it when the decibels hit this number, this range, I give it a ratio, and for every, let's say one decibel, that it goes over, it cuts it down by a certain amount. So you want to give it a ratio, and that ratio changes depending on the song, that raw song that you're putting into it, and what you, style you're going for, etc. And um, simultaneously, you want to make up for that. You want to add gain. You want to add audio and thicken up those quieter parts, right? And so, what ends up happening is um, the louder parts get shrunk down some, or at least not go way wild and then the smaller parts get thicker so in fact if you were to look at a song before it was compressed it could look like spiky and, and spiky and, and but if you look at it after it's been compressed it's still got the spiky and thins but they're much more they're wider right um and it just makes the music the quality of the song just you know way more professional um and less Less of a scary adventure, you know, it's something that suddenly pop into my ear, ah, right? Um, so anyway, I've been learning about that uh, because I've been learning about mixing and, and EQing. EQing is different in that you're really narrowing down the frequency range that a certain instrument plays in, cutting off all of the other parts of the range to leave room for the other instruments because you only have so much of a range of hearing and you don't want all of them playing on all of the frequency simultaneously. It gets very muddied. That's the common word you use in here for it. Anyway, so with this compressing, I did a lot of learning, did not know what it was before, and this has been part of like my many things that I've been just throwing myself into to make my music um, really pop and be professional and blah, blah, blah. Well, I had a stroke of genius yesterday, last night actually, and I was like, nope, don't get up. You took the medication, lay down, <laughs> go to sleep. You'll do this in the morning, try it out. Shoo, there's a new echo through the woods. I think that's a bus. So, I had this idea, 
and I applied this morning. <laughs> so excited. So I was like, oh my gosh, what if I applied the compression to my Unhooked in the Nook episodes podcast? Because one of the many, I talk about doing prep stages for the episodes for Unhooked. And one of the many time-consuming stages is that I've had to go through and adjust the volume very specifically so that our volume overall, our sound, is pretty steady. Of course there are times when we laugh and it gets louder, or we're making a point and we get louder, or we get quieter and more serious. And yeah, you want that range. You want it to be emphasized of the emotions. I mean, that's part of communicating, right? But you don't want it so much that you're so quietly listening that you need to turn up. Let's say you're driving down the road and you turn up our podcast because we're kind of getting quiet and very serious. And then all of a sudden we bust out laughing and your car is like and you practically get into a car crash because you got so freaked out. You don't want that to happen either, right? So I go through and I add a volume automation and I go through and I adjust I'll keep the quieter, like if it gets super quiet, I'll increase that volume. But otherwise I keep it pretty steady. And then for the big laughs, typically is what the sounds are, I'll go through and I'll manually drop those volumes down so that it's a general even steadiness. And I thought to myself last night, huh, now that I know what compression is and how to use the tool, what if I applied it to the audio and it might save me a whole bunch of time and do a much better job than me. So this morning, while I was waiting, I was, my phone was charging before I, so I could go out for my walk and do this video, I went ahead and tried. And guess what? It was beautiful. It, it took me, and it's going to be faster even next time because this is my first time. It took me less than five minutes to get, so you, you want the threshold to be at a certain level so that's the if it crosses this line then the compression starts you want to add a certain amount of gain so that the overall volume is in, you know at a good steady increased pace and you also want to adjust the knee and the knee is saying it's you don't want it to be like well it hits this threshold and then all of a sudden the compression is knocked down because then you would have spikes right so the knee allows it to be a bit more of a hey here's the gray area here's if it's getting close, if it's in this range, then we start applying that whatever ratio Alex told us to apply of compression. It took me about five minutes to get it where I wanted, and I uh, I was blown away. I, I even I I went ahead and exported the wave file after I added the compression and I EQ'd it a bit, took off the high end and the low end, and um, added some decibels uh, that way as well, and then I pulled in that created file and compared it to the original file and I mean you could like it was uh, maybe I'll, I might if I'm feeling ambitious I might throw a picture up of the difference but the original file it's like flatline bump 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 flatline bump this other one was just like yeah you can see the waves but they were like nice and thick all the way through and um I went to the loudest parts, and it wasn't, um, I guess it is the, the clipping is what was going on. I never, I, I understand the concept of clipping, but I don't know if I have it correct in my head of exactly, but basically, you know, when it gets so loud that it's like starting to, I'm going to say clip, it, you know, it's, uh, it, the sound quality gets like distorted almost, you know, that sound, I'm going to double check on that. I, never, I just never, I didn't care because it's like, hey, if it sounds good, I don't need to know the proper terms. <laughs> um, 
But anyway, that is a game changer for me because on average, I could easily spend an hour going through, you know, really like going through and I've gotten faster. I mean, it could, I've knocked it down maybe 30, 45 minutes, but knocking it down to five minutes and maybe even three minutes by, you know, after a couple of times, because it's going to, you know, we're, we get consistent vocals and consistent, you know, blah, blah, blah. <sighs> Game changer. And I learned all that because of music production. And boom, you know, just transferable skills right there. And I feel like on a principle level, like I said, even if you don't do any audio production and you're watching this video, if you learn about that and you understand how that works, I think it can apply to other things. I have found that over and over to be true. And then you got metaphors or you can learn something else more quickly because you have a base premise of how physics works, right? Or how our senses work. You know, this might be something that could be applied to the light spectrum. I don't know. I don't know a lot about the light spectrum, but it, I think it probably could easily apply. Um, so, yeah, that's what's on my mind today. And even though I'm feeling like trying not to feel overwhelmed by all the things that I'm trying to do, all <sighs> the maintenance of life things in addition to the, you know, personal, making sure my people are good <laughs> uh, things to the actual projects that I want to do to all of that. I'm, I'm trying not to get overwhelmed by it and just take it one, one day at a time. But I also love when moments like these happen because all of the work that I've put in to learn about music production, even though it's been very consuming, it just went ahead and shortened some of my prep time by a good deal of what I would do for um, another project, which then gives me more time to do music production, right? So, yeah, it's uh, like many things, almost... Almost nothing is not a blessing and a curse. Most things, it's, it's a little bit of both. Um, and, and you know, the blessing, the curse being I gotta make sure that I keep my priorities and be recalibrating and not get so consumed or not overstretch myself. But the, the blessing is, is by having so many interests and learning so many things, they don't exist in a vacuum and they actually tend to really help each other out, even in ways that I don't anticipate or... I don't see coming and happen way down the road. So, anyway, I said a lot in 15 minutes. So, I'm going to go ahead and sign out because I know Alex, future Alex, who's doing this transcript, is like, shut up, shut up. I want to do this music, shut up. I'm like, yeah, but I'm excited because I'm in the woods for the first time in a long time. It feels like, even though it's only been two days. All right. Well, granting your future, your wish, future Alex, I'm going to sign off. I love you. Check in again tomorrow. Bye.